Good evening. You are you are live. We are live. That's better. Uh, of another episode of the UK Colts fans podcast, uh, episode six, I believe. Uh, today, joining me, you know, we like going back to back with special special guests. Um, last night we had Cody on from Bring the Juice. Tonight we have just as important and it's just as big uh, from the Un American Football Show podcast and massive Colts fan. Nate joining us. Nate, how are we going, bud? Yeah, no, I'm really good. I think you've oversold me immediately as being just as big as Cody. Uh, that's uh, they, those are some big, uh, big boots to fill and uh, to, big cleats to fill. And um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to live up to that hype. But it's it's nice to be here, regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's nice having another English fan on who is a Colts fan. You know, apart from the little group that we have. Um, the little WhatsApp group that we have and the little community that we have with my friends. You know, I'm actually shocked to believe there's other Colt fans in the UK out there. I thought there was all Lions and Browns and New York fans. Um, before we get into that, just tell the people who Nate is and what the Un-American podcast, uh, the Un-American show or Un-American podcast, which one do you prefer? <laughs> the Un-American football show. That one. Um, yeah, I mean... I've I've been a I've been a Colts fan since the uh, the Super Bowl win against the Bears. Well, I did pick the Colts thirty seconds before we kicked off, so uh, <laughs> so I wasn't glory hunting quite. I had no idea what was going on, um, and I was pretty casual for a few years. Uh, and then Andrew Luck happened, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is interesting." <laughs> um, and I've been hooked ever since. Uh, obviously, then last last October November. Uh, very much as a, we're fed up of lockdown, uh, ruining our fun. Let's start a podcast. <laughs> me and me and some friends, none of whom are uh, Colts fans. In fact, they're like the two worst teams they could possibly be to to start a podcast with: Cowboys and Patriots. Oh, yeah, it's really scraping the barrel, isn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, so we started a podcast. Yeah, we 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 spoke a lot in our fantasy group. Like every Sunday, we were talking. And I was like. Some of some of this stuff could definitely go go out and be made available to the public because uh, my my co-host Alan, the Cowboys fan, is just full of shit. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I thought it would be entertaining, and it's a, it's a really good laugh. Yeah, you know, we got you know, our numbers are our numbers of view listeners aren't isn't amazing yet, but you know we're not really doing it for that. It's just fun mainly. That's what that's why we're we're, we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I speak to a lot of guys and um, a lot of people do, you know, do this job. I say it's a job, but hobby is more the correct word for fun because, you know, if I really wanted to, I could go out there. I could be telling people to buy merch and bang the like buttons and all that jazz and buying subscribers like you can do nowadays and fans. Yeah. But for people who actually really just enjoy chatting shit is what we do really um very uneducatedly yeah. because we're english we can't know anything about american football um yeah. it's just a good laugh yeah yeah and that's that, that that's it we we it was you know we we have a lot of uh fun fun chats uh, on the back of off the back of our football uh, fantasy football league um and I just thought, you know, the public needs to hear this shit because, again, Alan, just <laughs> f absolutely full of it. Yeah. And, I mean, 
it's nice to see the game is getting bigger over here. Um, yeah, yeah. Every year, in it. I mean, hopefully, I do hope to get to a Colts game over in America, but before that, Wembley or the Spurs ground. Um, yeah, so I, I was at I was at the uh, Jacksonville defeat at, uh, at Wembley. I mean, I mean, how we didn't win that game was is beyond me. We were, we were dreadful, but. We, we always had one bad game against Jacksonville. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how, we always got yeah, we'll let them win one. It's like we feel sorry for the deranged younger brother of the division. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um just take a sip of my tea. Like a typical English <laughs> broadcaster, you know, that makes a great TV, me taking a sip of a cup yeah. of <laughs> Okay, so to start the show off, really, um, let's talk about the major and the biggest off signing of the um, season, which was um, Carson Wentz coming mm -hmm. from Philadelphia. Was Carson Wentz your guy before this signing? No, no, no. I was, I was, I was all in. I was, I was all about Matthew Stafford. That's that's the guy I wanted to bring in. Mm -hmm. um, I think. He's, Staff, Stafford's been in a horrible situation for the majority of his career, right? The Lions, you know, he, he may have made the off-season once or twice, but uh, he's never had a great squad around him. A, not a great squad, you know. He's, he's at times had a few decent players here and there, but, like, he's always been in a crappy situation. And I just thought, put him in behind what is, you know, fast becoming the best O-line in the league. Mm -hmm. um, behind Quentin Nelson, he can cover three positions at once. You know, he'll put a block in at left guard and then he'll make block at right tackle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was hoping, again, I was hoping that maybe there was going to be a draft slotting in, a draft player slotting in next to him, which hasn't mm -hmm. been the case. Um, but it was, it was very much Matthew Stafford was my guy. But I am, I am coming around. I've come around. I'm not even coming around to it. I have come around to uh, the, uh, the, the, the Carson Wentz signing, it's in, it's unbelievably cheap. Yeah, was it a second, a second, a third round this year, and a second maybe, maybe first round next year? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, Philly, Philly yeah. are paying him more this year to play for the Colts than the Colts are paying him to play for the Colts. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. It's ridiculous, but you know, I've, that's football, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you have give up? what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford because in the look of it they give up quite a lot. Um it was a little pricey. It was a little bit pricey for my liking. But at the same time does like I, I think that I mean he's he's more of a sure thing than Carson Wentz at this stage is um does he instantly make us contenders for the Super Bowl? Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think maybe I would have done. I would have paid. I would have begrudgingly paid it, maybe. But uh, you know, it wasn't to be, and I was steaming when it didn't go through. But I'm all right with it now because yeah. um, we've got. I think we've. I think there's a lot of upsides to to Carson Wentz. There's a high ceiling, maybe a little a low floor, but there's a really high ceiling. You know. Yeah, and and behind an O line that can protect him, it's a really really high ceiling. <laughs> and I mean, 
for the oil line, it's win-win because obviously we had one-legged Philip Rivers out there last year who yeah. who did a half-decent job behind the Great Wall of Indy. Uh, that's the nickname. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, when when the rumours started that Rivers was coming to Indy, I was really, really pissed off about it. Um, and I was like, this why just why do it this year for one year because i was like in my head i was like it's always going to be one year because he's he's not going to be good enough to get us to the postseason well obviously i'm glad that i was wrong Mm -hmm. uh he started really slowly Uh, i I was awful in the game against jackson jacksonville week one um but he slowly brought us back into contention and you know in in the end we we were unlucky not to win the division i think you know that 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 patriots game so not the Patriots, the uh, Steelers game. If that swings the direction it should have done, where the referees aren't robbing us blind, um, we uh, we win that. We win the division. Um, you know, we might not have gone any further, but uh, I think I think he, the last five six weeks, he was he was very good. Um, and you know, I I came away pleased that we we picked him up for the year. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Wentz get back to MVP kind of play because he's back in a Reich offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the noise, the noise coming out of camp, out of the OTAs, seems like he's really, really, really in a good, good spot. He's he's fitting in well. He's you know he's getting involved with in the actual discussions. You know he's not just learning the playbook. He's coming out. He's saying what's good, what's bad, what what he's not so comfortable with. And that's what you want your quarter. That's what you what you want QB one to do. You want them to not only be a part of the discussion or just be a part of the room. You want them to to go in there and lead. So the fact that he's doing it, it's it's really good noise. And I'm I'm glad all the uh, the Eagles fans were warning us that he was going to be bad news. Uh, it was it was similar to the kind of noise coming out of Detroit when Ebron joined. Um, yeah. And I'm glad this time the fans are being proven wrong. Yeah, I mean. With Carson Wentz, you know, OTAs, spring training, offseason, whatever you want to call it, is usually for the rookies, the fringe players, you know, the journeymen, to try and yeah. build a place in the squad. What I like is Carson Wentz has known he has to come into these OTAs and earn the respect. You know, he's not coming in yeah. off his own. He's not coming in. He's not been slagging off Philadelphia to T.U.L. Hilton in the changing room or anything like that. It's and you see him, you know, playing ball with Mo Ali Cox in the shootout. He seems happy to be home. Yeah, and he he, he very much sort of feels like he is home from from what we can work out. Um, I think it's I think it's a really big a bit a big thing that he's he's settling in well. Obviously, like I I, I alluded to, you know, the relationship with with Frank Reich. Um, but he's, he's, he seems to be slotting into the group really well. There seems to be a really good relationship building up with his with his teammates. I mean, I really like the fact that uh, he did his mandatory like two weeks, and then he and a couple of other guys like Pittman and and, and Campbell and people have have stuck around for like the third week, which is supposed like generally for rookies only. Yeah. I like that he's like, he's putting that extra work in. He's um, and like you know right right with Reich saying that. Um, Humble pie is really good for you. It don't taste great, but it's really good yeah. for you to, you know, to have some humble pie and 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 just take a step back and reflect on 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 things. And it looks positive. So everything coming out sounds positive. Um, 
I'm sure it would. I, I'm sure yeah. the sound bites would make things seem positive, but yeah. it all sounds great. It all sounds yeah. great, and I, and I'm uh, I, I'd like to try and keep a level head. But if I'm honest, I'm getting really excited for the season, and I think we could go and do bits. Yeah. Um, comment from Lawrence Owen. Thanks for joining us, Lawrence. You know, it's always a pleasure. And um, Rivers had a bad season before he, he came to the Colts. Also, yeah, he did. Um, probably Philip Rivers' worst season. When you are on a bad team and then go to a good team, it makes a big difference. Yeah, and and this can brings me to a good point with Carson is he got sacked, what was it, 56 times last season? That's not happening behind the toy line. No, no, exactly. Um, I mean, he in 2017, which was his potential MVP year in their Super Bowl year, uh, he, was, he was sacked 58 no, sorry, 30, 28 times. Mm -hmm. 28, 28 times in 13 games. Um, that's more than he'll get sacked in Indy. Rivers got sacked 21 times, I think, last season. Um, and, you know, Rivers can't move. He's, you know, he's, he, and when he does move, he's like he's running in glue. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about, I'm not, I'm not so worried about him getting hit. Uh, I said, you know, we've got, we've got a top five, certainly. Probably top two, potentially best O line in the league this season. Um, I'm not. I'm not worried about him getting getting hit overly. He'll take a few bumps. No, no quarterback escapes everything. But the guy is mobile. He's uh, he's going to do some damage. Um, if Wentz played all 16 games last year, he would have been sacked 80 times. I mean, yeah, he didn't even play. That's a good point. He didn't even play all the games. And yeah, I he think got, ben got benched week 11, didn't he? Yeah, I, for me, that was Doug Peterson playing just horrible mind games with his quarterbacks. And it was just toxic for both um, Hurts and Wentz because it's like you can't be playing around with who you want your starting quarterback to be at that point of the season, even when you are. But they weren't out of the playoff race, were they? Because they could have still won the division. Oh, I mean, yeah, and, yeah all, all of them. I think, I think yeah. going into week four, 15, I think it was potentially it would have taken quite a swing, but all of them could have won the division still. And then obviously week 16, I think it was down to Washington and the Giants. But yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Uh, don't get me started on that dumpster yeah. of a division, man. Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, moving on from Carson, the other big signing, uh, a free agent signing, off-season signing, was Eric Fisher, left tackle. Um. You know, I know you said it. You wish. There was a draft pick there, but you must have been stoked when we picked up. You know, he's pretty much an Anthony Costanzo replacement. Yeah, I mean, he's more he's he's you know he, he's more or less like more or less like for like, isn't he? Yeah. Similar, similar, similar age, still a similar kind of presence on the O line. It's it's concern the uh, the Achilles injury. Um, it hampers everyone coming back. Um, you you know with with the Achilles and Achilles injury, you, you tend to lose a little bit of the explosiveness off of the line, um, regardless of how successfully you come back or not. Um, now you know you could you, you could argue that you know no offensive lineman is overly explosive. You know they're not kind of there to be explosive. They're there to put up a wall and 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 to hold hold their hold their own unless you're Quentin Nelson and you just bully people and put them down. Um, but I think um, 
it's an it's an inter- it's it's an interesting it's an interesting pickup. He doesn't you know he's never allowed a, sh- a ton of sacks. He's he's really great on on on, on protection. So if he can recapture if he can recapture even you know, 80 percent of some of his previous form, he's going to be one of the guys. He's going to be a big important part of that. Um, I think I think we're probably looking at you know a one two year deal at the at the most, and we'll be back in for a big tackle. Um, next year's draft class isn't going to be as big as this year's when it comes to linemen. Um, but over the next two 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 drafts, there are a few guys coming through that are going to be huge. Or if you come in and watch this, hit the like, give the UK Colts. I mean, appreciate it, Lawrence. Do you know Lawrence Owen? Colts law? I, I don't know. No, um, he is a... I mean, this is why I appreciate it so much. He is a massive um, American podcaster for Colts fans. Um, I might as well plug his show while he's giving us the support. Colts yeah, law on, on YouTube. Uh, go and check him out. Um, and for someone who does this as a full-time job and has other jobs on the side to come and just chill out here for 10 minutes is massive so thanks for coming in lawrence um yeah back to fisher and the o-line there's one thing that makes fisher you know top 10 top five left tackle again and that's being next to quentin nelson quentin nelson made yeah uh, Chaz green and Laraven clark look like serviceable players <laughs> yeah and we and we both know they're not you know it's yeah. it's like Danny Pintler can come in and look half decent. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm being a bit, a bit, uh, a bit positive on Danny Pintler, there, but you know, well, you know, what I mean. Uh, yeah. I think that that that's why I was looking forward to a a, a, a draft prospect coming in because everybody around Quentin Nelson's elevated immediately just for being next to Quentin Nelson. You'll learn so much off the guy, and he's gonna he's gonna teach you, and he's a great guy to have in next to you in the trenches. So I think he'd. Uh, a draft prospect would have been great, but you know, having a proven guy in, even off of injury, is uh, is is you know, serious business. So, yeah. Um, now to flip it over. Um, oh, quick! They know each other also. They played next to each other in the two two thousand eighteen. Yeah. That is that's true. That's that's true. Well, yeah. you know, how 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 much do you get to know a guy? Yeah, the, those in, probably yeah. Them, let's be honest. In in in, in around that absolute shit show because the Pro Bowl is uh, is a waste of time, isn't it? The only good thing about the Pro Bowl is those stupid games they play before yeah. the actual actual event. The game is nonsense. But, it's, um, it's, a po- it's a popularity contest, isn't it? Yeah, um, there was probably shotgun in beers together. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, keg stand, keg stands. Yeah, big key, the keg stand man. Um, yeah, flipping it over to the other side of the ball now, and our first round draft pick. You know, we had UK Colts fans and fans this side of the pond were alleviated that we finally had a reason to stay up for the first round of the draft. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was as soon as I realised Quitty Pay was available at twenty one, I was like, please don't trade, <laughs> please don't trade. Yeah, Again, the stars aligned, and we got who in my eyes was a top 10 pick, maybe top 15 pick at 21. Yeah, so, I mean, so, obviously, I there are still players that I would have liked to have taken. There were still players on the board. I might, in my head, I wanted, a, I wanted a tackle at 21. There were still players on the board that I thought were great options. However, at 21, Quitty Pay was the best player on the board 
comfs, com comfortably. I don't. I think top ten was a, is a, is a, is a push. I think top twenty, top fifteen, certainly. Um, you mentioned it's nice. It's nice, you know, going into the draft and having a first round pick. Um, we won the first round last year without even drafting, getting DeForest Buckner. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, um, but I think this year, I think this year, um, I actually uh, I took part in a first round mock draft for another podcast, another another fan group for the uh, five five yards uh, college and and those guys, mm. um, and I picked Quitty Pay at twenty one. <laughs> um, so I was I was I was he he fell to me on the board, and there were a couple of, again a couple of linemen who were great at that point. But you've got to take him if he's available at twenty one. It, it, it's it's insane. Um, he's such he's such a specimen. Like he's he's like he's like eight foot tall or some shit. Yeah. He just bullies people day in day out, and I love I love that the the uh, the, the noise coming out of um, coming out of Indy from uh, from Matt Abelfuss about how how he's really getting into the playbook. He's really getting getting to grips with everything. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, he, it's not just about taking the best player on the board in Quitty Pay, even though he was. You know, with 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 uh, Danico Autry and uh, Justin Houston out going, we needed, we really needed to strengthen there. And you know, you, you probably argue that actually we needed to strengthen there more so than say left tackle because of Big Q. Um, you know, with 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 Autry and Houston going out. Uh, Archure uh, and uh, Banagi, yeah, the guys to lead that lead 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 the rush. Probably not. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not down on those guys as such. I do like them, but they need to step up. You know, they're not yeah. they're not rookies anymore. They they've really got to come in and 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 do better. Um, you can't ignore the athleticism and just the skill of Pay. He's just he's an absolute beast. Uh, I can I can see him going in and doing some real damage on that line. Um, I, I mean, I'm I, I'm predicting maybe 12, 12 to fifteen sacks, maybe more. Um, yeah, Lawrence, I'll pay. Uh, sorry, Phillips, I'll pay for the Colts. And when both were there before the Dolphins pick at nineteen, I knew we was getting one of them. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I just I love. What he paid. I love the pick. Um, I followed, well, I, I read about his story, shall I say. Um, and I think what, you, you know, every team has the test and um, aptitude test and whatever you want to call them, uh, interviews. And I think Quitty Pay just speaks to the, the Colts' values. Um, he's humble, but he wants to always work harder. Um, he loves the game and he's a dog. And you know, with I know Robert Mathis and uh, Dwight Green still work behind the scenes with the Colts, um, maybe helping out a bit of training in this off-season sort of time. That's a dangerous combination now because offensive. Oh, I, I'm I'm so ex I'm so excited to see uh, what what Robert Mathis can do with Quay. Oh man, it's it's dream dream kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, now the big thing is is. Before his the last year was getting to the quarterback, but he was getting to the quarterback half a second too late. And what the Colts have done now is... <laughs> so, 
the defensive line's going to have to pick either Quitty Pay or the Forest Butler to double team. And I mean, even even uh, Odi Ingbe, um, that's our second round pick. Yeah, guy's terrifying. Like you watch you watch his tape. He's he's just going to absolutely <laughs> muller people. It's so interesting to watch his tape. I was a little bit surprised he fell as low as he did. Although you know, there, there's there's a bit of talk about you know potentially a few injury problems with him and there's a little bit of concern there um obviously with these um uh he's called Tories Achilles in January so um so it's understandable why he fell but oh god if he can get if he can get I don't know 90% of that speed back boy we've got some we've got some uh you know uh, Tannehill's going to get beaten up <laughs> yeah um on to my next point, and that is probably besides Carson Wentz, this guy has the biggest make-or-break season ahead of him. That's uh, Paris Campbell. Um, just read this comment quickly before we move on. The issue was Butner was getting pressure on the inside, but with no outside pressure. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, exactly. And it, it did get exposed a lot last year. Um, maybe the only other guy who could held his head up in that room was Grover Stewart, um, who had an all right year. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, a big make-or-break time now for Paris Campbell. Obviously, just really sickenly had a freak injury last year. It was horrible to see because um, we were looking forward to him so much uh, because of the injury from the first year. Yeah. Um, what are you hoping, to, obviously, that he stays fit, but... Is this a make or break year for him? You think? As much I hate to hate to say it, yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I uh, how many game how many games has he played? Like five, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not it's not good. It's really not good. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he played two games last season, didn't he? Um, and then had knee surgery to repair his PCL and MCL. Um, I like what I've seen from him so far. Yeah. Um, I'm more excited about Pittman as a potential and uh having seen some seen some of the, the, the tape from from some of their sessions, even Patman looks like he's uh he's he's been getting on a lot of deep balls from Wentz. Obviously it's it's low pressure stuff, right? It's you know, they're not padded up or whatever. Um so it's too early to tell, but you know, he looks like he's got he's got some ferocious speed. But yeah, it's 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 got to be a big make or break um, season for for Paris Campbell. I hope, you know, I I hope that he can he can step in and probably fill the help help fill the void that is inevitably going to be T. Y. Hilton after after this season. I don't imagine he's going to be sticking around much longer. So Paris Campbell's really got to really got to step step things up. Um, I'm excited for him, while remaining a little bit nervous for him at the same time. But I'm really I'm, I'm excited for him and Pitt. And Pascal, you know, I think we've got a really, I think we've got, for once, I think we've got a really underrated wide out group. You know, wide out has for a long while been T.Y. Hilton and a bunch of no ones. Yeah. So, um, you know, just, 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 just look at the room now compared to Moncrief, uh, uh, Dorset. You know, we're, 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 we're poles apart from that now and things, things are finally looking up. But yeah, I mean, it, it's him, like, I think you could argue that Banogu's got a big make-or-break 
year. You know, maybe he's got another year after that, perhaps. Um, but he's not far off. And then Rocky Seen's really got to step it up as well. I think Rocky Seen actually potentially more so than Karis Bath Campbell. Um, yeah. Because Rocky Rock Seen showed flashes last year that he could be elite. But he's way too handsy and gives away way too many too many uh, penalties that, that really kill us um, in big games as well. So he's really got to step shit up. But they, those two for sure have, have got big make or break years. Yeah, um, we'll talk about Rockyson. Um He's really divided the Colts fan base, let's say. Um, I, I'm, I won't say I'm his biggest fan. You know, I'm not going to sit here and boy smoke up his ass. But Chris Ballard really does trust him. And, you know, I, I watched the exit interview out of last year and Chris Ballard was saying, look, he just had a bad second year. It happens to corners. They get called tighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of erring, erring on the side of it was an unfortunate, possibly, you know, it was an unfortunate year for the guy. Um, I'd like to think that, like you, he was just give, be, being given a little bit more attention by, um, by, uh, by, by teams, but, you know. Yeah, it's one of that. I, I will say, I thoroughly enjoyed his suplex. I thought it was fantastic. Like, yeah, it's good, that, isn't it? worth a, like, if you're going to get a fine and a flag, do it like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to be stupid and do it, at least do it in style, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, on to the, um, the record prediction for next year. Um, apart from the obvious 17 and 0 and 3 and 0 in the playoffs, um, how do you see the season going for Carson Wentz and the Colts? Um, so, uh, just before we go went live, I went on playoff predictors and I basically predicted every AFC South game, um, not just for the Colts, but for the, all of our rivals as well. <laughs> um, and surprisingly, um, I've got us coming out uh, 12 and 4. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win the division. Um, we've got stronger. The Jaguars have got stronger. The Texans are the worst team in football. The worst run. The worst talent-wise. Uh, I feel sorry for Tyrell Taylor going into that absolute shitstorm of a situation. This poor guy. Um, he deserves a little bit better. Um, and then uh, the, t- the Titans. I think they're. I think they've really 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 suffered i think they're they're so much worse than they were um this season you know they could they could come out of it all right if they do manage to land julio um so let's hope that doesn't happen um i don't care where he goes as long as it isn't tennessee um he he really hurt me in fantasy last year and i've not i'm not going to forgive him for it um but yeah and i really hope uh i really hope he doesn't land there but i've got us 12 and 4 with a 4 and 1 divisional um, I've got the Titans uh, ten and six, um, ten, ten and six, but it could it could be uh, eleven and five uh, with a four and one divisional. Um, then the the Jags uh, five and eleven with a two and three divisional, and then the Texans will be the first team in history to go zero and seventeen, zero <laughs> and sixteen, 0 and, and then. 
I don't think they have a first round pick next year either, do they? Even if they do go on the seventeen, they won't have a first round. No, pick. I think I, I think they do. Oh, do they? I yeah. can't remember if they traded it away for Tunstall. Uh, yeah, L- Laramie Tunstall. Yeah, the trade that keeps giving, isn't it? Jesus Christ! Uh, how, by the way, how well have my Miami done out of that? They've, got, they've, they've got about they've, they've done almost as well out of that as we did in the trades for trade yeah. with the Jets, where they landed they landed Darnold and we got but we got a. Uh, <laughs> Nel- Nelson, we got uh, Leonard, we got Braden Smith. Yeah. And like two more dudes out of it. Yeah, yeah no, we're fair, fair, fair play to Miami on that on that front. We've done really yeah. well. Um yeah, I mean for me the crazy thing about this year is I think a ten plus win season wins us the division. I there's only so long the Titans can rely on Derek Henry. You know, there's only so long he can keep taking thirty carries a game. They've got either even if even if he does end up being a bit of a Brock Lesnar and it's, that he's just that that genetically superior to all other human beings that he can carry it for the next four years, they haven't got anything else. Yeah, they got they let Juju go, they let Humphreys go, they let Corey Davis go. You know, none of those guys were elite at a position, but they were still improvements on what they've replaced them with, or you know, they're still better than the part, parts they replaced them with, or the fact mm-hmm. they haven't replaced some of them. They're 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 going to struggle this year, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it because actually I don't ha- I don't hate any of the guys in the division. To be fair, um, you know the the Jaguars in Houston are way too comical to <laughs> to, to to hate, and uh, the Titans annoyingly they've got some really good players that I do like watching. Um, I, I, I'm a, I am a, as much as I slated them on our AFC South. Uh, South uh, episode last week. I do quite like Ryan Tannehill. Um, it was just to really bait our Titans guest that week. Um, I do like Tannehill. I do like Henry. You know they've got they've got a couple of pieces on the defense that do make games interesting. Um, but you know if if we can watch them lose good lose lose more games than we did this season, wicked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm- I'm going to go along the baseline of the 12 win season would be an absolute success. Um, I think we're better than that. I generally believe we are not Super Bowl winners, but I believe we are Super Bowl contenders. Um, I mean, I think I, th- I think we probably go to the AFC Championship game and lose to the lose, lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, that's um, my that, that's that's my that's my initial assumption. Uh, I think I've got us losing to the Ravens again this year, losing one to the Titans. Um, I think the Bills. I think and uh, the Bucks. I think yeah. they're they're the four games that we're going to be hard pressed, but they're going to they're going to be just as tough for the for our opposition as it is for us. I just think in those games we may come up and come up a little bit short, mainly because you know we're not going to go we're not going to go seventeen and zero, so they've got a trip up somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, it, that's that's the thing. Um, yeah, uh, looking forward to the season, that's sure. Uh, what I want to move on to next is, you know, I, I tweeted this out and I, I would gladly put my neck out on the line, um, especially from Browns fans. I get a lot of stick and Vikings fans. We have the best running back room in the league and everyone's going <laughs> to argue with me. But the thing is, this running back room is costing us $7 million. Seven million dollars for Jonathan Taylor, 
Marlin Mack, Hines, and even Wilkins, you know. That's a one yeah. one two punch. Yeah, so um I'm I'm a little I'm a little bit reluctant to agree with you on being the best running back in the room. I think I, I, the Vikings can go go and get in the bin. <laughs> they haven't got the best running back running back room in the league. Not a chance. Um I think I would give it to the Browns. I know they've I know they've got a, they've certainly got the best one two in the league. Yeah. Um I think we make I think we've got the best room for value in the league, you know. Yeah. The room the <laughs> the room the best room per per dollar or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um I think um even with Mac out last year, our running back room is significant. Uh, no one, no one focuses on Jordan Wilkins, and we didn't use him. We didn't even use him as much as I would have liked. Uh, I think Naheem Himes might be the most underrated player in the entire league. Um, that guy on third down is just—if uh, he isn't already, he's borderline elite. Uh, and obviously, JT showed us what he can do last year. He was—he was. He was he, 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 he should have been in the running for rookie of the year. Um, you know, third, third overall in in scrimmage yards and touchdowns and whatever. Third, third, Zabi three last year showed Clyde Edwards hilarious. What's what? Um, I really, I, lo I love our running back room. Um, I, I, I like that it's committee. I like that we we don't lean on a single piece. That we've got. We've got different weapons for different jobs. I mean, Hines as a receiving back might be the best in the league. Uh, oh, I, no, forget that. Christian McCaffrey's in, insane. But, you know, for someone who actually plays games, Naheem Hines right there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, a question I'm going to ask you now. Um, I know you, you told me before we went live... Um, it was just after the Super Bowl. You, well, just before the Super Bowl, you became a Colts fan. Um, yeah. But who was the player that inspired you to stick with the Colts? Andrew Luck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that I think. Uh, so I was pretty. I was pretty casual for the first four or five years. Um, I watched. I watched the Super Bowl every year, and that was the only bit of football I really paid attention to. Like every now and then, I'd. I'd have a look at the the regular season, see how the Colts were doing, and you know, and and checking up on things. I wasn't an enormous Peyton Manning fan, unlike now. Love the guy, <laughs> but at the time, at the time, you know, I, being not being a huge fan, I wasn't. Um, and then I, I, I you know, I I decided to check things out just before the draft. I didn't really know what the draft was, and I saw that the Colts had sucked hard, and they were getting the first round first pick, and I was like, oh. That sounds that sounds interesting. Still not knowing what that means, I was like, well, "Does that mean we're going to get a good player?" And like, and then I looked, I, I looked at, uh, I looked at things, and you know, all the hype around Andrew Luck. You know, it was kind of like you know how you imagine a Jack a Jagsville fan, Jags fan felt this year with Trevor Lawrence, but you know, times by ten because Luck definitely better than Trevor Lawrence will ever be. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, it, yeah, him and him and him and Hilton and Reggie Wayne, um, and, and Pat McAfee as well. Actually, like yeah. the, I remember the, the first—I can't remember who it was against—the first regular season game I watched, um, and just see Pat McAfee like 
planted people on the, the inside the five time and time again. I was like, that dude is a skilled guy. Like that guy is insane. Like talk about having an easy job, but nailing it right. Yeah, I mean yeah. my my first like proper memory of part is onside kicking to himself against the Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The absolute ball. Fantastic. Yeah, I love, I love the, I love the, uh, the, on his show where he's like, he's, he's spoken about it and saying that he just felt like he was going to die yeah. as he did it. Like he just expected to be destroyed and no one even touched him. Like, how asleep did the, uh, were the Texans, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I've never seen, I've never seen a kicker slash punter just do everything they do so well with such style. Yeah. Um, okay. So, who was your favourite offensive player, favourite defensive player, um, and specialist player, special teams player? I know special teams player, the rookies, younger guys, fringe players. But if someone stood out on there of last season, um, so offense, um, it's Naheem Hines. Um, yeah. I think, I think that, I think everyone, including including a lot of Colts fans, sleep on him. I think the guy's got an elite skill set that isn't that isn't recognised for what it is. Potentially even by the organisation, you know. I, I know they love him, but I think he is he is underutilised. But I think that may even play to his advantage. Um, defensive player. I mean, it's really difficult not to say Buckner or um, Leonard because mm-hmm. they were. I mean, we we know what they are. You know, Buckner's. Butner's right up there with uh, with uh, what's that what's that guy and Donald Donald um, he's right up there with him and obviously uh, Leonard's going to be the highest paid linebacker in history within the within the year um, but uh, there are two I, I can't pick between them but there were two guys that I thought were insane last year and that's Kenny Moore. Mm-hmm. And and Julian Blackman. I mean, let, let's just forget about the fact that Blackman in Tennessee was tackling and stopping Derrick Henry time and time again. I mean, this wiry little back. Right? He made Derrick Henry stop playing. He, he made Derrick Henry. Him, yeah, yeah. He was taking him down over and over again. He tackled him. I, I've lost count how many times he tackled him, dragging him to the floor, and Derrick Henry had no answer for it. He still ran for hundred yards. Didn't score a touchdown, but. Still ran for 100 yards, but um, Blackman just owned him, and like his season was insane as a rookie year. He, he was unreal. Um, Kenny Moore, you know, his performance, particularly against the Raiders, was elite. I mean, Darren, Darren Waller is, is a one handed pick on Darren Waller, yeah, right? Like, he's Darren Waller is insane. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Derek Carr as well, I really like Derek Carr. I think he's really unfortunate to have maybe the worst coach in the league in John Gruden. Um, the guy's a clown. Um, and he's still got seven years on his contract. That's brilliant. Um, but I think, um, yeah, Kenny Moore, he, he made Hunter Renfro fumble um, as well in that game. It's just the guy was insane. And he had a great game against like against the Packers as well. Um so I think those 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 two for kind of outside picks, you know, it's easy to say Darius Leonard because he's the best linebacker in the league. Don't I miss me with Bobby Wagner? I don't care. It's Leonard all day long. 
Um, Buckner, you know, he's one of the best, if not the best, linemen, and he's only six years in, five years, six years into his his career. Um, but Kenny Moore for me, absolutely elite. Xavier Rhodes as well. Who yeah. knew he was going to be such a success? Um, you know, the, the scheme fitting indeed, obviously much better than it was with the new coaches in in uh, in in Minnesota. Um, but he had a great year, and I'm really delighted we kept hold of him. Yeah, I mean. Just before I want to move on to the next bit of the show, I have oh, to explain. special team players. Yeah. It's really it's really difficult to, to pick because Sanchez Blankenship and Blankenship were fantastic, but mm-hmm. Isaiah Rogers as a kick returner, what a lad! Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him seeing him in his actual position. He's cornerback, isn't he? So yeah. I'm really looking forward to actually seeing him on the defense this year. Yeah, um... but, I hope, but I hope he sticks on special teams as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Isaiah Rogers. He was. You know, yeah. every year I pick one rookie to follow who gets picked picked up by the Colts, and Isaiah Rogers was the guy last year and fell in love with him. Um, that return, that, that return touchdown was yeah something else. It can just he's got such a booming hit as well when he does tackle. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I I just like to remind people that we picked up the Forest Butner for one first round pick. One one first one. round pick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you, like, do, you, do you see how much Matthew Stafford went for this year? Do you yeah. know what I mean, like Orlando Brown. Yeah, how much? How much did the Chiefs give up for him? That was insane. Like yeah. he's, but Buckner, one pick. That you know, absolutely amazing. That that was the that was the best piece of deal making all season. Yeah, I mean, we had to suffer. You know, Ryan Grigson absolutely just ruining Andre Ward. So I think it's yeah. about time. We got the good karma and got the best GM in the league, and, and he is comfortably, isn't he? He's yeah. not even close. Comfortably, the best best GM in the league, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> right at the beginning of his general manager career. You know, we could have twenty years of this dude. Yeah, I mean, I would like to throw the Dolphins GM GM out there, but yeah, yeah, um, and the Brown the Brown Browns have got Browns fans have got a really nice situation over there. Mm-hmm. Um. You could argue that the Jags Jags are starting to look a bit better. The Jets yeah. Jet, Jets have mixed things up and looking a bit better. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, yeah. The one thing I will say for the Dolphins is they have to use all the first round picks that they've got off te- Texans. Funnily enough, to try and rebuild a bit of an O line for Tua, who spent most of last season running eighty yards to throw three yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 two is in a bit of a horrible situation there because he hasn't got a dreadful team around him, but he doesn't have much of an O line, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's difficult it's difficult to build an entire O line as quickly yeah. as they're trying to do it. And I think they've done really well in 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 some of their acquisitions over the course of the year, um, and they're going to be a lot better. I'm dubious as to whether two is the answer. Um, yeah. I think he's more. I think I think he. We might see him go down a little bit of the Tyrod Taylor, Jimmy Wilson kind of, um, sorry, Winston um, kind of route where they, he gets he gets to- tossed around a bit, and you know he's not not the guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to the last bit of the show. Um, this is all about fun, uh, so no pressure. Um, but I, I have been keeping scores. Um, it's just a couple of questions. Shit. All right. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> this, this is where my historical knowledge falls. Uh, makes me look yeah. stupid. It's, do you know what the Oklahoma drill is? I don't know. Right. So basically, it's you, you get one guy. Well, you get two guys uh, in like a pen, and it's like a sumo wrestle. They run at each other, and it's you got to try and put the other guy on the deck or try and get right. past them, etc. It's just a. Um, it's a usually a. A stress relief in training, let's call it, where two guys will right. probably fight, get a chance to run at each other. Um, okay. On two, you know, on one side of the ball, you got Big Q. On the other side of the ball, you got DeForest Butner. Who's going to win that battle? Big Q. <laughs> Big Q. Simple. I, I don't. Like, I don't care. I I love DeForest Butner. Like I said, you know, like I said, he's he's potentially top. You know, one, 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 two, three linemen in the league, yeah. defensive linemen. Sorry, but Big Q's the best, the best live, best offensive uh, guard, best live offensive lineman in the league. There is no one even close to the guy. Um, he, you know, he, 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 he protects he, the way he protected Rivers last year, just pancaking players that he had no rights. Well, yeah, potentially no rights to pancake. Um, covering covering his own position and then another position yeah. in the same play, uh, like I love Buckner, um, but no one's beating Big Q. Not a not a chance. Yeah, I will say I'm looking forward to the uh, Big Q Aaron uh, Donald matchup. Uh, yes, I'm not sure what week it is. I think it might be two week two. Yeah, I think so. That's I just. Just get everyone else off the field, and whoever wins that battle wins the game. Just let them two just absolutely go at it, because um, that is a real clash of the titans. Yeah, um, you could you could you could argue that uh, who like the um, whoever wins that game will be the team with, with who which player gets the better. If yeah. if, if Nelson regularly gets the better of better of um, Donald, the Colts are going to win that game. If Donald's getting the better of Key. The Rams might go and do it. That's how close it's going to be. Um, I've got the Colts winning that one um, by a score. Well, less than a score, in fact. Okay, my last question, and the most important question. Um, you know, game-winning drive, Super Bowl, you are on the 25-yard line. Um, the, it's the best Colts team you could ever imagine put together, the best Colts offence you could ever imagine put together. Apart from you're the coach, you have a choice of quarterback. You have Peyton Manning. You have Andrew Luck. Who are you taking to win you the Super Bowl? Andrew Luck. Andrew my Luck. Guy. He's my he's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> I didn't see I, I didn't see enough I didn't see enough of Peyton Manning at the time to throw my hat into the ring for him. Andrew Luck's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Best like, even, even now even with. A certain, a certain uh, guy in Tampa winning things still, uh, being called the GOAT, which I will concede he probably is because he's won more than everybody else. He's not the most talented quarterback at all, yeah. um, but but he's, his mentality and his work ethic and everything everything that goes into being a quarterback, I'll give it to him. He's, he's the GOAT, begrudgingly. But Andrew, Andrew Luck, for me, is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play football. He's better... He, you know, I've, Mahomes, sure, great. He's not there yet, but Andrew, my talented quarterback, I've ever watched play football. Um, 
I mean, in the, the game where they came back from, I can't remember what, 31 points to 33 points to 10 or yeah. something in, in against KC in the playoffs. Uh, the game-winning pass to T.Y. Hilton didn't have a great amount of pressure on him, but the way he slung it right down the middle of the field through, like, coverage. Like, T.Y. Hilton had double coverage, and it was just pinpoint perfect. No one played, no one passes on the ball like that at the moment. No one is that accurate. It was insane. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely give Luck the job, 100%. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Throw your hat into the ring for your guy. Um, I mean... I wouldn't sniff if Peyton was the only choice I had, right? <laughs> I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, just just to make this clear, we're not saying if Peyton had this a bad quarterback. Sure, sure, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it, no, it is interesting because I do have guests on here of all different ages and eras, and you know the older guys are more likely to say Peyton Manning because that's all they've seen, and the younger guys tend to say Andre Luck because that's all we've seen. Um, it's a shame we couldn't protect him um, because just imagine Andre Luck behind this oil line. This team is fuck Ryan Griggs, champions without a doubt. Um, right, Ryan Grigson has a lot to answer for, man. If, if I if I ever, ever have the displeasure of running into yeah. him, my one question for him would be: Why did you give the greatest quarterback of our generation, at least, a defensive coach? Like, yeah, I just... when I mean, it's going to sound really cutthroat to say this. When Pagano was out with cancer and Arians came in and did a really good job. Yeah. Just just stay with the guy that's actually doing really well and don't yeah. go back to the guy, albeit ill, don't go back to the guy that's not as good. Yeah. I mean... Bit yeah. hard, a bit harsh, but, you know, business. Oh. from a business sense, go with the yeah. guy that's going to win you more. I Sorry. absolutely love Chuck Pagano as a person. Um, as a I defensive really coach, he was yeah. fantastic. Phenomenal defensive coach, but I don't want that as a I don't want that in a league that you have to be able to play on offense. Yeah, you don't want that in a league when you've got T.Y. Hilton in his prime and Andrew Luck throwing to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, even even like the last couple of years of Reggie Wayne, like yeah. why why waste them with a guy that doesn't know how to win games offensively? Yeah, and isn't I mean, being given the bits to defend him either. Really, it says it all when. You know, when Ryan Grigson did get the sack, that Reggie Rain tweeted, it's now we can play some ball. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. a defensive guy. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, that's one of the best players the Colts have had, Reggie Wayne. Um, not defensive guy, obviously, but um, it's just, it was just, we can forget about it because now we've got the best GM in the league, Chris Ballard. Um that's all the questions I have for you, really, Nate. Um, if there's anything you want to ask now, or you know, that's burning a hole in your pocket, just get it on the table. Ah, oh, fuck! You put me on the spot here. Uh... <laughs> it's, 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 you don't have to come up with a question. It's just if you wanted to talk about something, if you saw something in the news that you was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Um. I don't really. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I, I tell you, I've got, I've got a little bit of a what might be considered a hot take. Yeah, go on, do it. We, we love hot takes on this show. 
I don't want Julio in in, in Indy. Oh, oh, yes, go on. This is a good one. Uh, so, yes, is, is this to do with it's... your fantasy team before we start? No, no, because I'm not drafting. I'm not drafting him again. Jesus. Um, no, so so it's all about development of future players. I'm not. We're a, we have a young core in that in that wide receiver room. We've already got T. Y. Hilton. He's going to take he's going to take targets off of Campbell, off of Patman, off of Pitt, off of Pascal. Um, why add? I don't like for me. Julio's just going to go and eat into their their playtime, their targets, their experience, their development. Sure, behind the scenes, he might be able to give them some insight into what it what it means to be an elite elite uh, mm-hmm. pass catcher. But they've already got Ty Hilton, who you know maybe you know you could argue possibly wasn't never quite hit the elite status. Um, was always there or thereabouts, but never hit that elite status. But I, I, I think the amount of money, I, I think the trade cost, I think the uh, contract cost, and I just think the development for the guys mm-hmm. who would naturally slot in behind him, it's just too much, it's too expensive. I don't think, it, I don't, they're not going to get enough of him in the back room or off the field to make up for what they lose on the field. So for me, Julio's, Julio's a no-go. Do you think... And I don't think he makes us... I don't think he makes us... I don't think he's the difference between us being Super Bowl contenders and Super Bowl champions this year, so why waste the money? Yeah. Um, do you think if T.Y. Hutton didn't re-sign, it's a different story? Absolutely. If T.Y. If T.Y. had gone to the Ravens, um, like he was looking like he was going to mm-hmm. at one point, then I think you throw your hat in the ring and you go and grab... Julio with both hands. Yeah. Um, um, but but the situation as it is now, nah, not a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the reason for me, you know, you said T.Y. Hilton and that elite status, I think... But it's Brian Grigson. It's more as much yeah. Brian Grigson's fault as it is T.Y.'s. And, you know, there, there are things that yeah. T.Y. Hilton did, you know, where, you know, like last season, dropping... Dropping passes he should never have dropped. Yeah, um, he's he's had problems with injuries on and off throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So you know you can't you can hardly blame him for the injuries, but you know it's it, it's something that stopped him from attaining that level. Ryan Grigson is as much to blame as as yeah. anybody else. In fact, he's more to blame because he couldn't protect yeah. luck in that. And I mean, T Y Hilton wasn't T Y Hilton we all know him last year. That's nicely created. He didn't have the year we wanted him to have. Not until um, he went to NRG, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, he's. I saw a crazy start, um, and I think it's something like he's uh, eighth. You know, some, he's like one of the top receivers uh, for he, like uh, yeah. in the NRG stadium. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he catch? Yeah, there was. A, I can't remember what it is now. I'm really, I'm really bad for seeing really funny stats. Yeah. On on Reddit. Yeah, and then yeah. try and then trying to recall him like three weeks later and getting butchering yeah. the stat completely. But yeah, yeah, like he's like he's like in the top five receivers in touchdowns scored at NRG. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's something along those lines, which is fantastic. He might be the top. Yeah. He might. I'm just gonna go and put it out there. He's the all-time leading kind yeah. of touchdown scorer at NRG. Why not? It will be at the end of make, this season. Make make it up. Whatever. It will be at the end of this season. That's for sure. Just, 
Yeah, just dump, just dump on the Texans. They're trash. They're a dumpster. Yeah. Deshaun's not going to play football again ever. Like, we're, what a world we're living in, eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, wild. I don't know what it is about the the what I love about Ty Hilton. I think what gets missed a lot is he demands double coverage just by his name. You know, even even last year where he was dropping yeah. things, were dropping balls left, right, and center, and couldn't couldn't get open. He was still covered, double covered more than anybody else in our games. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's we went on a little bit of a tangent there, but that's fine. Uh, that's what we're here to do. Uh, we're here to talk Colts football. That's all I had for today's show. Um, Nate, thanks for coming on. Do you just want to again Pleasure. plug your show? Plug your yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so. Um, my podcast is uh, the Un-American Football Show. You can follow us in various places at, at Tough Show, T-U-F Show. Uh, some places there's an underscore, some places there's not Twitter, Tough Show underscore. Um, at the moment, we're in a little bit of a run of divisional games, where uh, divisional episodes rather, where we're going through and we're reviewing the previous season, the, the off-season and the next season. So we're, we've, we've just we've finished the AFC episodes now and we're... Moving on to the NFC, um, then we're gonna have a little bit of break. A little bit of a break. For some reason, uh, we are gonna live stream our fantasy draft. Because um, why not, right? <laughs> why not? I, I, I don't know. I, no one's gonna be interested in it. I don't know whether we'll live stream it or just record it and put it on, put it on a uh, on YouTube. But we're gonna we're gonna move into doing some YouTube stuff this coming season. Um, and you know we're always looking for people who want to get involved, want to come on the show, want to contribute. We've got a Discord server where you know we're we're just accepting any Tom Dick and Harry who likes football. We've got we've got a few spaces open on our uh, fantasy league. It's a it's a redraft redraft league where we don't have a kicker or a defense, and we said we're going with three defensive players and a super flex, and there are divisions. There are four four team divisions. We've got a few spaces on that opening up. That have been opened up. So if you fancy a, a, a bit of a strange fantasy league, come and join us, man. It's all good, <laughs> but it's all fun. Uh, and hopefully we can. We've we've got a Jags fan, we've got a Texans fan, and we've got a uh, a Titans fan. So as long as you you come in and you you commit to beating those guys, then we're 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 good. Excellent. Um, this has been UK Colts fans. Um, this episode. You know, you can watch instantly on YouTube. Uh, the audio version will be available on Anchor. Go and check it out on our Twitter page, UK Colts fans. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. See you all later. Good night.